Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. Do you know what gives me the ick every time I have to say my name like that? Is that I don't even say my own name correctly. (laughs) Well, I don't know, I guess I do say it correctly for my accent. I have this weird... I don't know. I just guess I have a weird accent. Like my dad says it the same way I say it. He says Neil. But then my mum says Neil. She would say Paula Neil and Emma Neil. But I say Emma Neil. It sounds really weird, doesn't it? I don't like it. And I don't like saying my own name because I'm very hyper aware of the fact that I probably don't say it right. (laughs) Which is ridiculous because it's my name. So surely I can say it. I don't know. It's a Catholic Protestant debate, apparently. The two ways in which you pronounce it. I come from a mixed family. (laughs) Like the other day I was telling a story in front of my sister about, right, basically my, I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's not my story to tell, but my boyfriend was on holiday and he was in an accident and he woke up with his head at the side of a car wheel, right? I'm saying wheel. In the story, I said at the car wheel and my sister went in on me. She literally would not let it go. She was like, why do you say wheel like that? You don't say it like that. You're just copying your boyfriend. But it is one of those things because you constantly hear other people saying it one way and other people saying it another way. You can really easily change back and forth what way you say it. Like I've never been one to pick up a different accent when I go away or anything like that. But I would be one to pick up this what I'm saying like different variations of the same word or like if I was around people with a stronger accent a stronger Belfast accent I would definitely speak in a stronger Belfast accent and then if I was with people that had less strong of a Belfast accent I'd speak with less strong of a Belfast accent but I don't pick up other accents like you won't catch me speaking in an Australian accent or anything like that but yeah anyway bit of a long-winded one but who's gonna settle the debate is it Emma Neil or Emma Neil? I personally think it's Emma Neil. And I just say it wrong. Well, and my dad says it wrong. Because if you think about it, that would have been O'Neill. And you would never say O'Neill. Oh, maybe I would. Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, moving on with this week's episode. So, I had a bit of a rough week due to the consequences of my own actions. Do you know when you just take it way too far at the weekend and you're paying for it the whole rest of the week, essentially? Like, I actually only started feeling properly myself, I would say, on Thursday. That's not good, is it? See what made it so much worse as well? On Sunday, I was trying to sleep it off. If I had have just been able to sleep the whole of Sunday, I probably would have been okay. But on Sunday, it was day one of my period. And on day one of my period, I get the most excruciating back pains. Not every time, to be fair. Only sometimes. And this one time, oh my god. It was really bad, excruciating pains rippling through my back and I couldn't sleep for the life of me because of the pain and then it got to the point where I was just sobbing in bed, partly from the pain and partly because I couldn't sleep and I was like, why me? If there's one thing this week has taught me, it is how much I value being stable and my mental health. I could not believe how much everything else went out the window when my head was all over the place. I didn't get my podcast finished, recorded or edited. I barely filmed anything for my TikTok. I didn't want to cook any nice meals and I love cooking. I didn't want to, I literally didn't want to do anything. And then, okay, so we got to the Tuesday and I was like, if I sit 
and wallow in my own sadness, then this is not going to get any better. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go out and take the dogs out on a nice big long walk. And I love seeing my dogs in the river or just like swimming in general. I just think dog swimming makes me really happy. <laughs> like I love going to the beach and just watching all the dogs. It's so cute. So I thought I'll bring them on a big walk. I'll bring them down to the river and I'll just watch them swimming for a wee while and that'll sort me out. So I was on my walk and <laughs> no, I, I am a crier. Okay, if there's one thing about me, it's that I am a crier. But I don't think many people know this because I'm not much of a... I don't cry too much in front of other people. I'm more a crier to myself. And when I'm on my own, I'll cry in public. But when I'm on my own in public, not really with like my friends or my family. So I was out on my walk and the tears were just streaming from my face. (laughs) And it was so funny because I was just thinking like if anyone sees me right now, first of all, they're going to ask me what's wrong and I'm not going to know what to say because nothing's actually wrong. I'm just crying on a walk and feeling sorry for myself for a terrible hangover. And then when my dogs were swimming, I was like crying at how cute it was. And then on my walk back, I was crying at how ridiculous I was being. I was crying about anything and everything essentially that came into my head. I was crying about it. I was crying about next year and having to go back to uni. I was crying about anything you can possibly think of. Tears were streaming out of my eyes for it, but I needed to get it out, you know? It felt good, it felt liberating. And then it just came to me and I thought, oh my God, think of all the times I've cried over the funniest things ever. And I'm sure so many people have done the same. And then looking back on it, you literally piss yourself because you're like, I cannot believe I cried over that. And I remember watching a TikTok recently where this girl was like unboxing a mini thing and she was like so obsessed with miniature things. It was like a little tiny miniature eyeshadow palette and a tiny miniature mascara but that was actually like functionable and she as she was opening it she was just like bawling crying because she thought it was so cute (laughs) it made me laugh so much and I was just thinking I'm sure there are so many stories of people crying over the most ridiculous and the most funny things because you know what we're like as girls when our hormones come into play you could literally cry at anything So I thought, you know what, this is a great podcast idea and I put up on my story for you to send me in the funniest slash most ridiculous things you have cried about, whether you were sober, drunk or hungover. Because we all know we're a little bit, you know, touch and go, a bit emotional when we're hungover. I have to say you guys really pulled through on this one. I was having a quick scroll through them the other day and... It was very entertaining to say the least. So let's get straight into it. There are so many about food. It's so funny. Okay. Because I burnt my pizza was on my period. (laughs) Was really hungover and ordered a Chinese. Waited two hours and then checked and it was ordered for the morning because it had closed. And just eat didn't tell me. Lol. Cried my lamps out. (laughs) This one's funny. This is my cousin. Was veggie for seven years and then had a bad period and stole my boyfriend's bacon and ate it in the bathroom crying. (laughs) A 26-year-old boy child addicted to cats. (laughs) Yeah, that is a ridiculous thing to cry over. You're so right. Someone said, my friend's baby in a bunny hat at the pub. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever cried over a baby being cute. I think I've cried over animals probably being cute though. Like there's a hundred percent been a few tears shed on some of those videos on TikTok or Facebook or whatever of the dogs. Help. Oh, someone said that they cried at an ad about car insurance because it was wholesome. <laughs> Here's another one. Another food one, unsurprisingly. McDonald's forgot my sweet curry sauce in my order. <laughs> no, do you know what though? The worst thing ever. When you order a takeaway and you don't realise that something's missing until, okay, maybe you got delivered to your house and you don't realise it's missing till the person's gone or maybe you picked it up and you don't realise it's missing till you get to your house and it's like a key component of it and then you realise, no, I'm sorry, but that is legit crying material. That is not even ridiculous. I, I would be crying about that. Like imagine the Chinese forgetting your curry sauce. You'd be fuming. And then you have to wait like a whole hour for t- just for a tub of curry sauce while the rest of your Chinese gets cold. No, it'd be tear central. <laughs> this girl said, coming home after a shite day and finding out we're having jacket potatoes for tea. <laughs> I used to get so upset. You know, when you're in school and your mum cooks dinner for you and you come home and you're like, what's for dinner? Oh my God, see the days she would say stew. Oh Jesus. Or like shepherd's pie or chicken and mash, or something really shite like that. (laughs) I probably would just go to my room and cry, I'm not gonna lie. Someone said, when I'm too hot, I just burst into tears. You know what? I kind of get this. Because I can get quite panicky when I get too hot. Okay, when I'm on holiday, and it's really hot, and you know you can jump in the pool, or you know you can go inside to the aircon, I don't get panicky then. But when you're like really, really hot and flustered and start getting a bit panicky and you know you can't cool down, that's when I start to get really panicked about it. Like there was one, probably more than one actually, maybe a few days when I was in India and the heat was just unbearable. 40 degree heat, they wouldn't turn the aircon on anywhere because they just, I don't know, they seem to be able to stand it for some reason. Like they wouldn't have the aircon on in the yoga room, the place where we're doing exercise in 40 degree heat. Like, sorry, what? I would try and turn it on, they would turn it off. Then I would turn the fans on, they would turn the fans off. And then I would just turn the fan on that was just above me. And and I'd be like, please, can I just keep this on, the one that's above me? And they'd be fine with that. But on really hot days, like really stifling 40 degree heat days, when you're doing yoga for four hours in the room and there's one fan on above you, it's not enough. And I, there was days I really started to get quite panicky like feel myself hyperventilating a bit, you know, had to talk myself down, thought I'd walk out of the room, go to the toilet or go sit in my <laughs> aircon room for five minutes and then come back. So I do understand where you're coming from. I hysterically cried when my dog didn't want a sleepover with me. Oh. <laughs> Someone said that they cried about the environment. I have cried about the environment before. If you think too much about things like that and watch too many documentaries and get too involved in it, I think it can be really easy to get really emotional about it. It was the same like when I cried about veganism or the same person actually has said that they cried for a gay rights slash abortion referendum, etc. Just started bawling, crying. I have definitely cried about the abortion referendum as well. (laughs) I think I I actually did cry when the whole thing happened in America because... I just find it so shocking to see 
like such a large developed country take such a step backwards and then to see that and know that it could happen to you at any point and you could have your rights ripped away it's just like it was so crazy it was very overwhelming so yeah I cried and <laughs> said I cried when my mum was making fish fingers for dinner this is a recurring theme of shite dinners making people cry <laughs> who would have thought that we depended so much on our tea it makes sense though you know when you've had a shit day and all you're looking forward to is coming home to a nice dinner to then get told it's chicken mash and carrots sorry (laughs) I cried when my boyfriend was running ahead of me when we were out for a run together (laughs) were you in the middle of the run like just bawling your eyes out I cried that my friend remembered I liked to eat whispers with a cup of tea and gave me one oh that's really cute I have a friend, actually, my friend Aoife, and she would be such a crier for, like, happy and cute things. Like, she'll see a dog in the street and she'll just cry at how cute it is. Or she'll see, like, a really cute wee old woman or something and she'll just cry at how cute they are. Like, she just cries at everything. (laughs) Okay, let's see. I cried when I got asked what food I wanted to order in a pub after finishing Duke of Ed. I mean, rightly so. Jukovet is a fucking emotional roller coaster. Have I ever talked about Jukovet on this podcast before? I don't know if I have. Well, anyway, it was a traumatic experience. I've definitely got a lot of stories to tell about it, so I'll cover that another day. Someone said they cried at a dream they had this morning. It was so ridiculous, it would never actually happen, but I still cried. I can understand this though. Do you ever have a bad dream about someone close to you dying and then you wake up and you get so upset just at the thought of it? Or how funny is it when you dream that your boyfriend cheated on you and then you wake up beside them and you're like, you little prick. (laughs) I cried when my dad brought me the wrong flavour of Pringles. Oh god bless him, he was just trying to be nice. (laughs) There's so many times... Right, you're just like an, you're actually evil, I think, when you're like a teenager growing up, going through puberty to your parents. You are the definition of evil. Your parents cannot do anything right in your eyes. Even when they're trying to be nice, you still kick up a fuss about it. There has been so many times where my dad has tried to be nice to me and do something and I'll just shout at him for it. Not now, obviously, but when I was like a really angry teenager that just hated everyone and everything. Like thinking back on some of the things you used to do to your parents, like they'd pick you up, they'd go out of their way to come pick you up and then you'd sit in the car and grump with them because they were two minutes late. (laughs) The actual audacity of us, I can't believe it. Sometimes when I would look back on how rude I was to my parents, I used to just cry about it in bed at night. Like I would actually think about it and stew over it and be like, oh my God, I was a horrible, horrible person and I used to just cry myself to sleep about it. I don't do that anymore, thankfully. I'm over it now and I'm closer than ever with my parents, but Jesus, we were all awful. And like they had three kids all kind of like going through that age roughly at the same time. You know, we're only, I'm a year and a half apart from my brother and my brother and my sister are two years apart. So, you know, we'd have all been at the evil stage at the same time. What would you be thinking as parents at that point? You would actually be like, get out of my life. What was I thinking? Okay, moving on. This one's so funny. (laughs) I cried while scrolling through Tinder because the boys were so ugly. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, God. Cried because my orange-scented char gel smelled so good and it made me too happy. <laughs> the kebab man gave my friend free chips but made me pay for mine and I just started hysterically crying right then and there. <laughs> I cried when my boyfriend said glute activations before a workout or bullshit. <laughs> well, Tommy's a dick and his bum's definitely not as big as yours anyway. Oh, someone said I cried at a baby wipe ad on the TV because of the tiny feet on the baby were so cute and I was on my period. (laughs) Didn't get food after a night out because had Chinese at home, got home and someone had eaten it, bawled my eyes out. That's fair enough. There's so many times, right? Because I always cook more than what is necessary so I can keep some in Tupperware. Whether it's for the next day's dinner, the next day's lunch, doesn't matter what it is, it's for me, I made it, okay? But obviously I put it in my fridge, which my whole family uses, and on multiple occasions people will just help themselves to my leftovers. Sometimes I take it okay, and you know, I'm just like, yeah whatever, there's other things in the fridge I can make. But you know those times where you come home, you have been looking forward to this meal, you can't be bothered cooking, there's nothing else in the fridge. You are very much reliant on this leftover meal that you intentionally made for this situation. And then you come back and it's eaten. It's not just tears at that point. It's full mental breakdown for me. <laughs> Guys, it's literally popping off somewhere outside. All I can hear is blaring techno music. I think it's that for- festival emerges on this weekend. So I'm sorry if you can hear it. I mean, hopefully you can't, but it's very distracting for me. Okay, moving on. Cried because my Hoover didn't have good suction. (laughs) Cried after I saw my 10-year-old cousin score a goal in his five-a-side football game. Oh, that's really cute. I drunk cried over how good my burger was in a restaurant. So fair. Sometimes you just, a good burger just really hits the nail on the head. You know what I mean? (laughs) Cried because I ran out of soy sauce. Cried my eyes out in case my cat had an itch and couldn't scratch it. What? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Why would your cat not be able to scratch it? Was hungover and my friend had a fluffy suitcase and I cried because it suited her so much. (laughs) Was flying home from Malaysia because of the pandemic. Flew Malaysia to London and then had a 10 hour wait in London for a flight to Belfast and cried to the woman at the desk because she wouldn't let me on an earlier flight. Lol. Everything makes me cry when I'm tired. You know what? Everything is so heightened when you're tired. I think as well when you're traveling, you're already like on edge about stuff. And obviously in that case with the pandemic and things, you're kind of on edge about a lot of things. Especially now I see with the whole loads of places you're having to wait hours for your bags to come. And if your bags didn't come back, oh my God. I would, no, I'd have a full mental breakdown if my suitcase didn't arrive. I definitely cried my eyes out when I'm, I've missed two flights in my lifetime and I definitely cried both times. That's kind of understandable though, I think. I can get really stressed if you're not, if I'm on time at an airport and everything's fine, everything's going smooth, there's no queues, then I'm a very relaxed flyer. Planes don't scare me or anything like that. But if you're held back, your taxi's late to the airport, 
the queues are long when you get there oh god I can really that you can feel the anxiety going up inside of your body when me and Sam were on our way back from Amsterdam flying like from Amsterdam to Belfast and we were trying to get public transport to the airport because it's really well connected so there was no need to get a taxi but we couldn't for the life of us work out how to get these tickets like none of the machines were working because there was different separate ticket machines for the metro compared to like the trams and we just couldn't work out what which one we needed to go to to get to the airport and it was so confusing and you know when you're just so frustrated and then you're conscious about time we heard one train go past and we knew it was the one we were supposed to be on to get to the airport on time and then we were like fuck there might not be another one for 20 minutes we still haven't got our tickets and I could just feel the anger like burning inside of me and I was like taking it out on him but then I was going to cry at the same time traveling is a stressful time no judgment if you see people crying in an airport okay I get really bad FOMO, so I cried over my friends going out without me to buy my birthday present. <laughs> I cried when I threw money into the toll basket and it fell onto the road and I had to get out of the car to put it back in. <laughs> the day after my breakup, I cried because McDonald's gave me a coffee that was too sweet. How fucking dare they give you a coffee that was too sweet the day after your breakup? Do they not know? My... <laughs> No, this is making me laugh because I've definitely done this before. My ex didn't fancy a big tub of Ben and Jerry, so I cried because I didn't want to eat it all myself. (laughs) I used to be obsessed with Ben and Jerry's, what's the one with the wee cookie dough bites in it? Cookie dough. It's just called cookie dough, isn't it? I used to be obsessed with it, but I used to get so annoyed if someone would say they wouldn't share one with me because... The little mini ones are not big enough, but the really big ones you feel really guilty after eating a whole one to yourself. So, fair fucks you for crying about that. <laughs> I was really hungover and my sister said I had sideburns, so I started crying in the middle of KFC. <laughs> oh no, this one. The person at Little Counter was scanning my shopping too quickly. <laughs> Why did they scan it so quickly? It's so hard to keep up. <laughs> I literally feel like I'm on the verge of a panic attack anytime I go to Aldi or Lidl and they're fucking winging your shopping at you at 100 miles an hour and then there's like a queue of 20 people behind you all staring waiting for you to pack your bag and finish paying. Like can we all just relax for two seconds please? (laughs) Someone just said sardines in a tin. That's it. They just cried at sardines in a tin. Okay cried because I dropped my last two wattits on the floor. That is a sad story, to be fair. My friend once cried because we had chips but no ketchup. This is something my sister would do. Actually, no, she would cry if we had like, if we, if my mum made pasta, some sort of pasta dinner, and we didn't have any ketchup for her to smother on top of it, she'd probably cry about that. (laughs) I cry when I get stuck in a complicated item of clothing, like something really strappy. Ordered chocolate cake on delivery, took 45 minutes, and the ice cream and cream it came with were completely melted from the drive. Had a proper cry for about half an hour about it. (laughs) The guy in Centra didn't put enough cheese in my chicken roll. One time I passed an elderly man as I crossed the road and I started crying. No idea why. No, but all people on their own are just so cute. There's just something about them. 
I cried one day in work just as the shift started because my friend called in sick. No, I used to cry in work all the time. It wasn't even funny. And also then it became a thing where if I got into like, if I, basically I would have like a good streak and I wouldn't cry at all and I'd really enjoy work and then I'd have one bad day and I would have to go to the coke room and cry and then that would just like set me off for every shift after that. And it would be like a habit where I would have to cry in work and things would just constantly set me off. It was so bad. Like one customer could just say something in the wrong tone to me or I don't know, a manager could like pass a comment about my hair or something that normally I would have just laughed off. But like on this occasion, I would just run away and cry. (laughs) And I remember when I worked in a restaurant when it was, when I was doing my A-levels, right? I was in upper sixth and I worked in a restaurant in town. I used to always agree to shifts that I didn't want to do so I would only ever actually get put on the rota for like one sometimes two but mostly just one shift a week because that's just what I said I could do but the manager at the time like really knew that because I was young he could tell I just didn't know how to say no to him so even when I didn't want to do a shift he would always just ring me and be like please can you cover like no one else can do it and then I would never know how to say no because I didn't know how to stand up for myself at the age of 17. And even when it was literally in the middle of my A-levels, like I was on study leave, I did not want to be doing any more shifts, but I would go in anyway. And then obviously I completely resented him for it. And I would just freak out the second I got there because all I was thinking about was how little work I'd done that day and how much I needed to go home and do work because I had an exam like in two days time or whatever. So then I'd just spend the whole shift going in and out of the bathroom crying constantly. (laughs) And he'd just be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, 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 fine. Yeah. (laughs) Or one time, this actually wasn't that long ago, it was when I worked in a bar, like, just right before COVID. This group of people were in for, like, a staff party, and at this time, the bar was a bit of a shit show. They didn't have, like, stock of half of the things that were on the menu, so you couldn't, like, do a lot of the cocktails or the shots that people wanted and stuff. So, anyway, this party of people come in, it's like a staff do, they order a big round of, like, cocktails, shots, the whole shebang. And I have to go down and tell them that we don't have some of the stuff and try and talk to them about what we do have and what we could change it to and things. So we got that all sorted, you know, sussed out what the swaps were going to be. And we were severely understaffed. So I was doing this whole round myself and it was a lot of cocktails. And if you've worked in a bar before, you know what it's like making loads of cocktails at once. It takes ages, especially if there's no like doubles of anything. If it's just like one of this, one of that, one of this, you've got to do separate things for every single cocktail. It takes fucking ages. So obviously I'm making my way through this order on my own. Finally finish it, bring it to the table, apologize for the wait. And I'd already previously apologised about not having the certain things in stock. And this guy was like, I'm really not impressed. And I was like, oh, sorry, what do you mean? He was like, that just took us 15 minutes or whatever it was from the time we sat down for us to get our drinks. You didn't have half of the things in stock. Just started going in on me as if this was all my fault. And normally I'd be quite good at just being like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, should I, do you want, do you want to speak with the manager about this? And just be really kind of like, apologetic and kind of submissive because when you're in that situation that's kind of all you can do to just like make sure that you stay out of shit I guess it's just apologize and get the manager and then you don't have to deal with any of the shit but for some reason (laughs) I decided to no I didn't say it in a cheeky way at all but I was like 
I'm really sorry, but I don't know what you want me to do about this. Like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. None of these things are in stock. I'm just serving you these drinks. And he did not take it well whatsoever. Now, bear in mind, I said it like I just said it there. I didn't say it in like a cheeky way, being like, it's not my fault or anything like that. I literally just said it like very calm and collectedly. But oh my God, this guy was furious. I think it was the fact as well that it was like in front of his team. Like, I think he was like the boss or manager or whatever because he was buying the round and he was furious that someone spoke back to him like that. I've never seen anyone look at me the way he did. Like his eyeballs were on fire, burning with rage, staring at me. And he demanded to speak to the manager straight away so he could give off about me. It was so bad. And I just ran to the, I ran to the cloakroom, burst out crying. And he was like, my manager was like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I told him what happened. I was like, I really politely just said like, it wasn't my fault and we're understaffed tonight. Um, And I was really sorry that we didn't have those things and all this. And he was like, it's okay, calm down, I'll go speak to him. He was like, you can just stay in here until, until you get yourself sorted. I just hate when people are so entitled and so demanding in hospitality and love, they, people love to put blame on the person that's serving them. But there's a whole team of people in this establishment that it falls back on it's not just this one person and I do understand that that is your person to complain to if something goes wrong but you can't stand there and like blame them for everything going wrong I mean yeah there are times when it is the waiter's fault like when they get your order wrong or when they forget to inform the kitchen or something I get that that's that person's fault but like in this case nothing was my fault but he just wanted to like blame me for everything so yeah, there was there was many shifts spent crying in the cloakroom in that place. Do you know when like really entitled men and also I think it's like our sometimes our grandparents' generation, they just like don't know how to speak to people serving them. They can be so rude and kind of dismissive of them. But say for example, your meal came and you didn't really like it. That is not the waiter's fault, yeah. You don't have any reason to be rude to them yes tell them tell them that you know there's something wrong with your meal but explain in a nice way because if you turn around and be cheeky to them why would they want to help you you're just being a massive wanker about something that quite literally has nothing to do with them they just said it in front of you and yes they can get the problem sorted and they're your middle man and they will bring it back to the kitchen but what is the need to be cheeky to them? People are way too up their own holes. Like, I'm sorry, but crawl back out of there, mate. <laughs> Hysterically cried about the fact I'll have to work for the next 50 years of my life. No, don't. <laughs> Please don't. Sometimes I think about this and it's not good. Cried because I didn't like any of my outfits. I have 100% done this before. I feel like a lot of girls listening to this will have done that before. It's when you're running last minute as well and you're frantically throwing clothes around your room like there's itchy piles of things everywhere and every single outfit you try on looks shit on you and you're just bawling your eyes out in that moment though it's not actually that anything looks shit on you it's just your it's all in your head isn't it because obviously not everything looks shit on you you're just having a bad day and you think everything looks shit on you cried when my dog came back from the groomers because I didn't recognize her and it was so ugly (laughs) Oh, I was drunk and saw my belly button and started screaming and crying hysterically. (laughs) Someone said, cried meeting Jedward. (laughs) Surely not. (laughs) I cried. I've cried at several concerts. I've definitely cried at all the 
One Direction concerts I went to. I cried when I waited outside for them and got a glance of them walking off of their tour bus. <laughs> I cried seeing Ed Sheeran because it was very overwhelming being front row and him just being right in front of you and he's such a good performer. So I just cried the whole time. It was really funny. Anytime there was like a gap in the words to the song, you could just hear me and my friend Tommy wailing. <laughs> Someone said, my boobs being too big. Can't relate. Someone said, watch the opening scene of Love Actually on repeat and bald. And this really reminds me of what I used to do when I was younger. I used to be obsessed with the last song, the movie. Uh, you know, the one with Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. It's actually how they met and then obviously got married. They're now divorced. We don't talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I used to be obsessed with that movie. And there was like a 12 minute clip. And it was when I, I everyone listening to this probably thinks I'm crazy. And you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. There's a 12 minute clip. And if you have watched the last song, I don't know if you'll remember it, but it starts when when the song Bring On The Comet starts and they're like in the sea and then they're swimming in his work and then they're driving through the thing and then they start singing She Will Be Loved and I used to watch this 12 minute clip on repeat. I mean on repeat like 20 times in a night. (laughs) And I just used to cry over and over again at it because I was so obsessed with it and so obsessed with them and I just wanted love like that. Like I was so in love with it. My boyfriend pretended I had a spider on me. I was screaming for him to get it off. When I realised there was no spider, I burst into tears. I don't even have a phobia of spiders. When I was 17, me and like six of my girlfriends went on holiday to Amsterdam. We were sitting outside in this pub. It was so funny actually when I was there with Sam recently, I passed the pub and straight away I knew it was that because I just remember this so clearly. But we were sat in the pub and there was a wasp or a bee that kept coming over to us and my friends started crying. (laughs) Oh dear God, someone said they cried at a really cute rat while on the bus. No, I'd be sick. (laughs) Once cried to the song Soldier Boy Crank That when I was hungover. (laughs) Mega low point. (laughs) Sorry, what about that song is emotional? (laughs) I understand if it was like a sad song or a Disney song or something from a musical, but crank that soldier boy. What? (laughs) Was having a rough day and went to buy a bottle of water. It was sparkling. I cried a lot. Someone said they cried when Justin Bieber got engaged. Oh, babes. The one that got away. (laughs) Right, I think I'm going to end it there. Thank you all so much for sending me in the most funny and ridiculous things you have cried at. It's so nice to know that I'm not the only person that is literally a pin drop away from crying at any stage. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If there's anything you would like me to talk about or cover over the next few weeks, just drop me a little Instagram message and I'll add it to the list. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. I appreciate it so much. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.